Hey, Stacy. Hey, Kathy. Are we GHing? Please, yes, please, please, please. <laughs> okay, we're still in season 60, and we're doing episode 231 to 235. For no good reason that I can think of, I'm going to say medium spoilers. Oh, okay. It's not like it's closer to no big deal, but there's a few sort of yeah. talking things. I agree. I start with happenings, right? So, yeah. Oh, gosh. Now that you say this, hmm, what do I surprise you with? Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'm going to go with this one. Dante tells Anna that basically Valentine is lying about. That was so good. Yeah. So now Anna suspects Valentine. But I firmly, firmly believe that Valentine did not set fire to Anna's house. I think he was doing something else. And I don't believe he would shoot at her either. I think he's doing something else. That's just... That's where I'm going to stay. Okay. Are we going to talk about any of the other things that are tied to what this discovery is? Or are we going to wait for musings for that? No, I mean... (laughs) I mean, we can, but I think with, okay, first of all, and I will make this comment, when Valentine walks into her townhome and he says, okay, the fire department's wrapped everything up, it's time to go. Behind him is the police and the fire department clearly working. (laughs) I didn't even notice that. The lying started then. (laughs) Anyways. So they have a conversation. Go ahead. They have a conversation. About Anna being very like, this is, you know, they're tearing apart my life. And she's very like defeated at this point. And he is uncomfortably distant from the facts. He's almost like, let's go to an event. And she's like, my house just burned down. Oh, yeah. He's talking about season tickets to the ballet. Yeah. He feels like he's not connected. And then Martin shows up at the Metro court where Anna's going to stay and very clearly is there because Valentine asked him to come and Valentine lies about that too. And not even very well. And Anna overhears it. Yeah. So in addition to knowing that he lied about having to go to ELQ because of a water main break, now she knows he's lying because of the whole Martin thing and the papers that she found with Pikeman on it. And I do have that in musings. I have just a whole bunch of questions about Pikeman. But Valentine is lying and I do not like it. And he's not even lying well. What kind of a super spy is he? <laughs> like, Agreed. Everything he lied about was very easily verifiable. Like a water main break. That's public information. Yeah. They didn't even have to pull security footage to check on that. No. Agreed. He's a lie, lying liar. Oh, and the other thing is what struck me is when Dante's having this conversation at the end of the day with Sam in her perfectly like wardrobed t-shirt, which we both loved, we realize that Charlotte is with Dante. And that's why Dante has an extra interest in Valentine lying. Because essentially, 
Dante is de facto dad here for Valentina and Lulu's child. And that's a big responsibility. So it made it even more important that he try to figure out what's going on. What I didn't understand is, is Valentina homeless? What is the deal? Like, he put, they take sort of the Metro Court and he's like, well, it's better than where we were last night, but it was sold out. And I was like, yeah, why didn't right. you go to Valentine's house? He, is he homeless? I don't oh God, know. Ooh, mystery. And <laughs> Does like, Valentine live? I feel like he's not homeless. And what the hell? I don't I know. Just, I mean, I'm absolutely staying at my boyfriend's house rather than staying at the Roach Motel. Right? Metro Court would hardly be the Roach Motel. No, no, no. <laughs> he said the night before they had to stay somewhere terrible oh. because the Metro Court was sold out. Wow. Okay. And well, so why didn't they stay at his house? I, I'm not calling them. Obviously, the Metro Court is very nice. But... Like, I I just didn't understand any of this that. Is, this must be solved. This mystery right here. We need to stop the recording and go figure this out. <laughs> All right. Clearly, we, we have, have happenings. <laughs> Number two. Um, Gregory is babysitting Violet. Oh. And Violet sees him falling or sees him on the floor, and he basically tells. Finn that he has ALS and is afraid to tell Chase um, it's a big deal it was I thought really well done by everybody like even yes. Violet was like maybe I shouldn't have had as many bracelets I saw your hand not having a good time with it and um, she stayed up to wait for her dad to tell him what had happened and Finn was like is that it? And finally Gregory's like, no, it's bad. And they just really have a heartfelt moment. There's not like sobbing, but there's tears. And I just thought it was really well done. And I think it's really going to change the direction of where this storyline goes. I hope. Yeah. And, and I agree with everything you just said. And I love how they are making Violet so independent and powerful and as girly as she wants to be but responsible i mean they're really letting her be an individual and not pushing her into a category and i just i'm dying to see how they let violet grow up but it was so intuitive of her to be like hey daddy i went to bed exactly at the right time but grandpa fell and it scared me i was like oh i love you so much violet and i love when they left she did like a very obvious wink, wink when they're like, are you going to bed? Yes. And she's, he's like, you didn't even wait till I was gone for that. And it was just really cute. I, I agree. Really well done. Yeah. I agreed. Agreed. What do you got, Kath? Uh, okay. I'm going to go with Marshall planning on running the Savoy and how he's running headlong into a conversation with Curtis about what's happening in his basement. When Ms. Like basically, in the back well, room? you know, the back room. 
was like, do bars have basements? I don't think I've been there. That's sketchy. I don't know. In New York, they might. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I, I, it could be there. I was legitimately asking. Um, I have no idea. I, you're probably right. It's probably back room. But basically, Marshall goes to Portia worried about the Savoy. They both decide they're going to help run it. He goes to tell Curtis, but Ms. Wu shows up first and basically says, I'm going to buy, you know, I feel really bad for you. Why don't I buy the Savoy? And Curtis is like, uh, I don't think so. And Marshall's like, the family will run it. And here's my thought. This is a perfect opportunity for Curtis to cut and run. If he doesn't want to tell anybody what's going on, he can sell it and get out of that whole conversation, right? I mean, he wouldn't then be linked with Ms. Wu. But now that he's not, he's going to have to have a conversation with his dad. And I wonder if Marshall just plays hardball and says, nope, we, we can't have this happening. If that's something you have with Curtis, when he gets back, you can continue. Yeah, because Marshall won't put up with that. He Marshall won't put up is with really anti-gangster. Do you remember how aggressive he mm-hmm. was with Sonny? Yeah, very much so. So there's a lot of conflict brewing, and you've been calling it all along. This is Curtis's big lie, and it's about to bite him in a major way. So I feel like I, I just thought that was very significant. I'm going to go with... Gladys got a restraining order against Cody. Mm. And Cody very clearly went into the police station to try to be committed to Ferncliff. Like that was his goal. He didn't know about the restraining order. He did it so badly. He did it so badly. And Dante's like, you've never been a good liar. What is happening? What are you doing? (laughs) That scene was Um, just hard to watch. (laughs) But I really liked what Mac did to Gladys because Gladys is like yes assault and he was like okay you can absolutely press charges and Cody will be interviewed and everything he said about you and anything he has to say about you will be investigated Mm -hmm. do you want to press charges Mm -hmm. because she said no Mac is going for her in my opinion I think Mac is going to take her down I hope so I hope somebody takes her down because those scenes with Sasha, like I can't even watch them. They're awful. I get so mad and protective. It's, it's awful and we're not there yet, but it's, it's just getting worse. Mm -hmm. Do we want to go into fashion? We do. I have so much fashion. It's so bizarre. I don't have very much fashion and Kathy does. (laughs) This is the tables are flipped. Uh, what would you like to start with? Apparently, we disagree about things I feel passionate about. Ooh, you feel passionate about Joss's dress? I do. I really, really, really like Joss's dress. Okay, now we're talking about the the like almost like reddish magenta dress like that has the tie hanging the down. Mm-hmm. 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 I thought she looked great. I thought. It's not very often that they put her in a dress that's not super revealing or um, over the top young or I don't know. I don't know. I just really liked the dress. I agree with you. I I had a question mark. I basically wrote it down and I put a question mark. It even looked comfortable. And I was like, "Mm, I could wear that at work. I liked it a lot. Okay. I'm neutral on it. 
I, on that same episode, though, I did enjoy Olivia's, like, fall leafy dress, whatever she was wearing at the pool. Oh, and I hated it. Oh! (laughs) Okay, great. Just so you know, we're apparently violently disagreeing. Although she went with neutral. I loved Esme's dress that she wore for lunch with Alexis. I'll be honest, I don't even remember it. It was kind of like a blue suity type dress, but I thought it was great. But on that same episode, Molly was wearing like this orange balloon shirt and I just couldn't stand it. Um, It wasn't a thing for me. Uh, But the next episode, I think we both had strong feelings or maybe not strong, but Nina wore that blue dress that was a little too tight at the pool when she's talking to Ava. It looked really uncomfortable. And both of them looked awkward. I did not like Ava's pastel shirt at all. Like it was like a Miami Vice thing done wrong. It was not good. I did like what both moms wore to the sushi party that Christina was excluded. Yes. Jordan looked amazing. Jordan looked amazing. And I loved Alexis's outfit with her blue loose shirt. It's very similar to the one Kathy bought me, um, but blue. Jordan looked great. I did did. not really care for what uh, Molly was wearing. No, but I can't believe you didn't start with this. Liz's Liz's pink dress for the luau. It was gorgeous. And I was neutral. Oh, I loved it. Oh, I loved it. I thought she looked amazing. She looked great. And it was a little bit interesting. I, I thought it was very appropriate for the luau. And I, I liked what Tracy wore to the luau. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> See, this is so bizarre. I like yeah. Tracy. I, I like Tracy and Brooklyn's outfits for the luau. Again, very appropriate. All right. Well, there you go. That's fashion for you. Fashion first. Musings. Okay. I've, I this is what I'm gonna start with. Pikeman. We understand could potentially be running the WSB. And it could be just an organization called Pikeman. It could be a person, Pikeman. Austin and Mason. Could be Valentine's business. Could be. Austin and Mason's boss wants information on Pikeman. So, how is all of this connected? And I saw Why- on somebody's social media that their boss was referred to for the first time as a him mason oh yeah i read that too but regardless this him or for austin and mason's boss wants information on pikeman so they obviously probably want information on the wsb or they could be wsb XWSB, that is the standards for the WSB are going dial level. (laughs) And then it's not a timely reference. Okay. And then is Valentine working for Pikeman? Is he Pikeman or does he want to bring Pikeman down? It's unclear. I have so many questions. I love that Sonny set up Betty. Oh my God. How stupid is she? 
she's very 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 dumb but it was it was great that whole scene and, and I love uh, Austin right now he's just like <laughs> how can I get you to leave me the hell alone you referred to his office as the clubhouse this is not your clubhouse <laughs> that's great um Dex is just <laughs> lurking in the <laughs> and he's not good at it they're like what are you doing here oh I'm here for my physical okay let me know if you need anything what what and Trina is so cute with Ace and Spencer and Esme just lurking in the background was awkward um it was awkward but then it was cute in the pool like I thought and I really think they're trying to make Spencer like lust after Esme oh gross okay but can we talk about Molly so Molly has gone full weirdo and I don't like it. We we spent the last like two two episodes being happy that the Davis sisters were back and now it's like they're in preschool. Come on. And it's Molly. And Molly's so intelligent. All she had to do was call Christina and say, "Hey, we've made a decision." But she didn't do that. She tells everybody in her family but Christina she has as if an Christina event. is not a it's disgusting. And, and why would TJ Molly do she that? Was exactly. Didn't know she was being excluded. They're making Molly lose her mind. And that whole sushi dinner was so awkward. Yeah. Everybody was being real fake and weird. And then, like, when Christina showed up, Molly's like, you weren't invited. Like, a child and then she was like, we've chosen a surrogate and we're going to move forward. And Christina, of all people, very mature. Congratulations. I'm very happy for you. She did not go, why would you do that? Until no. Molly pushed right. her into it. And then mm -hmm. it became, you know, a sisterly whatever argument that got real personal. But what is they, happening? Yeah, they've switched these two characters, right? So, like, we see Christina at the hospital going to talk to Terry about being on the board. Which amazing, and she's by the way. Very, yeah, and she verbalizes everything so clearly. And then, she, you're right, she goes to have this conversation with her sister when her sister wouldn't even bother to pick up the phone and call her about it. And now Molly's looking like the Christina of the situation, selfish and petulant and like doing something like, like even a tantrum. Yeah. And, and the people, everybody at the party is like secretly going, wow, this is really fast. And, ooh, you know, this might be too quick. And Sam and Alexis are like giving each other significant glances about is Molly making the right decision? It's like, whoa, nobody's ever questioned Molly like this before. I don't know. I don't like it. No, and I went off the rails trying to learn other things. Apparently, surrogacy is illegal in most European countries because of the, it's like human trafficking. And I was like, what? And I had to do research into that and like all of the requirements. And I guess it's not common anywhere else. And I was like, what is, I thought it was very common. I just was so did I. floored on that. I can see the point that it's like, you're paying somebody that would, so, so, uh, you know, amount of money to basically house a baby for you. And I, I'm not opposed to surrogacy, but I, 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 I kind of followed the path down and it was so interesting. And 
to think about it so hard and to really like think of all of the ramifications, Molly is not doing any of that. She's like, she's willing to get pregnant next month. Yeah. And they, it was the first person they interviewed. And I, I kind of like, it made me think, is it too good to be true? Because you were the one that's like that actress that played, oh gosh, I don't remember her name is Gregory Harrison's daughter. Okay. So they're interviewing these different people. And of course the first one is perfect. Says everything right. Uh, Andrea, that's the surrogate's name. And the second one wasn't bad. The third one was like a cartoon character. Well, Um, and the third one is what really stuck out to me is like, and, and that was the conversation I had about, you know, other countries. That is the situation. And all of them said, we need the money. Yeah. Ben lost his job. Um, yeah, exactly. This is a, a transactional commitment, but it but just makes you wonder if something's going to go wrong here. I and, Yeah. And I don't know. And then we went down like the whole rabbit hole of Sam brought it up like, oh, I'm so sorry. You know, I didn't think about Maxie carried you and Lulu's baby. And even on the show itself, there's so much controversy around babies historically. Yeah. 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 I know this took a weird turn and it's my fault. I'm sorry. But Molly (laughs) is not really I, I just, what is going on with Molly? And, and I, and of course you can't really, it's, it's kind of realistic though, in how everybody's responding. You can't tell somebody you haven't thought this through because they're only going to resent you. Oh yeah. No, no. The, the arguments becoming like, especially once they started having the argument, it was very realistic. I just I mean, didn't even see. the surrounding, like with Jordan and Alexis, they're just like, oh, oh right. Man. But also, if either of them sounded even the smallest bit unsupportive, Molly's going to lash out because she is clearly regressing. Yeah. Someone who's not regressing is Felicia. Felicia and Mac are sitting at the lu- luau, and Felicia's like, you know, I just, I love being a grandma, but I want to do something that is bigger than this. I want to do more. And she wants to work at the police station. And Mac encourages her to work at GH. And that's where they kind of settle. I, at first, when she was asking, I was like, ooh, she wants to get in there and she wants to do something else because that's Felicia. She's going to do something off the side. But she seemed to, maybe I missed something, but she seemed to agree that working at GH was just as good. I felt like their conversation got interrupted by drunken Tracy, who basically <laughs> said that Mac was a funny duddy and he needed to drink more Mai Tais. Which the whole Brooklyn Tracy scene, pure gold, pure gold. Loved so, it. I thought maybe Mac was just offering another way for her to be in the middle of things. But I'm surprised because we had talked about it. Like, was Felicia going to be a PI? And he's like, are you going to do that? And she's like, no, I'm not interested in that. And I was like, oh, well, that's disappointing. Yeah, same, same. Kathy and I only got to watch two episodes together this week. So some of these things we're just learning about the other. So the Brooklyn Tracy scene, when Tracy's, okay. And I know we have scab writers, so I will say this, like, 
it was nice to see Tracy be drunk. But 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 prior to that, she still had gold coming out of her mouth. The the lays she called wilted flower necklaces. Um she uh called the luau a tropical travesty. <laughs> and then she says, What are you talking about? I'm a pleasant person, easy to be around. <laughs> Brooklyn was like self-aware much. <laughs> I just it was beautiful. And essentially we're made to believe, and I don't know, I don't know if do we believe this is true, that she just misses Luke and she needs a scheme and so she wants to take over deception. And that's all there is to it. Apparently. I don't believe that. She's clearly working with somebody else because they had phone conversations. Yeah. But I really enjoyed the conversation between Tracy and Ned. Yeah, the hangover Ned, conversation. Ned finds her just shit-faced drunk. I don't even think she's hungover because she's like, everything is still spinning. And oh. he's like, yeah, I can smell you from here. I didn't picture you as a partier. And she's like, somebody plied me with too strong alcohol. And he's like, some older man trying to get in your pants. And she's like, <laughs> your daughter, who you won't even acknowledge. And then... She's like, well, why aren't you with Sonny? And he's like, too many Goombas. And she was like, and that's my son. You're still young. And he was like, I'm never going to be Ned. And she's like, I'm never going to stop fighting for my son. Yeah, because I'm your mom. I think that hit him. I don't know where this is going. But he was like, you want to electroshock therapy me and she was like if you heard all that then you heard olivia say no and he's like well you're very convincing and i don't know i thought that was a good character storyline yeah and the the conversation before that with olivia was also interesting because olivia's like okay i believe now that my husband is not here you are not my husband and i will Respect the fact that you are Eddie. And that seemed to calm him down somewhat. So we'll see. And he did say he felt bad about hurting Olivia and hurting Leo. So maybe we're at the beginning of him coming around and finally telling everybody that Nina's the one that put Drew in prison. <laughs> oh, oh, and that whole scene with Carly and Sonny. When Sonny Why basically in the middle of the night. I don't know. But he basically says, I want to do you a favor. I want to get Drew out of solitary and I'm doing it just for you. And she kind of says, you're doing it because I wouldn't let you help me before. And you feel compelled to help me. And he's like, yeah, okay, great. Well, are you going to let me? And she's like, yes. It was just like, whoa, these scenes with Carly and Sunny are kind of coming out of left field. I also have a little bit more empathy for Kathy's hatred of Nina because I'm watching these old episodes and it's almost like when they changed actresses they changed the strength of her character oh because (laughs) the old Nina had fight and stood up to people including Valentine including Peter August, including her aunt Liesel and just like I watched, 
I, I, I don't know, but instead of what she's doing with Sonny is like crying to Ava, I feel like the old Nina would be like, who do you think you are leaving without telling me you're leaving? You didn't have to tell me where you were going or even who you were meeting with, but you could have told me you left. And I yeah. don't think that would have been too much. No. But instead, Agreed. she's so wilty. Well, wilty Nina looked very beautiful this week. <laughs> I kept noticing her makeup. I was like, whoa, you look very stunning. <laughs> wilty Nina. Dressed. Well, yeah. Okay, that's all I got, Stacy. I think that's all I got, too. Thank right. you for putting up with me and my weird tangents. We so appreciate all of you for listening. Please reach out and be safe. Yeah, be safe. Be safe. And we'll talk to you all next week. <laughs>